That's my morning nod to Scott Adams again. He does that in the front of all his videos, and I think it's quite funny. <clears throat> I'm the family barista. I'm the one who makes the coffee every morning. And bring my wife a cup of coffee in bed, and my daughter as well. <clears throat> right, this is uh, going to be a more negative rant than I have in the past. I'm generally a light-hearted individual. I try and find the one-liner that everybody's missing and crack it before anybody else can. Um, and I'm not going to do that this, this time. I've seen a number of videos, documentaries, the last few months that are depressing. <laughs> no other way to put it. Uh, the Great Hack, which is I've already posted about, just that uh, just came out oh, a month ago, something like that, and then just a couple of weeks ago, The Family. It's another very interesting one. I won't talk about that in detail here, but it's uh, it, it's li literally hot off the press of uh, on Netflix this month. Um, very interesting. Uh, Snowden, <coughs> pardon me, Snowden. As in Edward Snowden, very good, uh, very good documentary on Netflix. Uh, what else? Uh, golly, there's been been several, uh, and it's all brought back memories of things I've seen before, things I've done before. Um, a couple, ooh, three and a half years ago, I guess, I did something for the first time. Another crazy, I like doing crazy things, keeps life interesting. Um, I preached a sermon in church for the first time. Never done that before. Uh, I've done it a few times since, but uh, that was the first one and um, first time for me. And interestingly, I wasn't asked to do it. Uh, I asked to do it because I felt that too many people uh, in general, but certainly in that church where we were members at the time, were drifting around in, in, in a little too blissful ignorance, and I wanted to paint a picture of major socio-political forces that are going on and what the implications were. Uh, and basically what I said in that sermon was, look, you've got aging demographics, okay? The baby boomers are all retiring or trying to retire, and when they were of working age, they saw fit to vote in all sorts of benefits for themselves that they'd be able to enjoy when they retire, which drives up the cost of government, being government that drives up taxes, but they also saw fit to demand that they not pay for these services. So debt's gone up. That's the second problem. Okay, so aging demographics, debt, burgeoning debt. It's just going. It's it's going going mad. Um, I can't remember the numbers at the time. I think it was eighty in the UK anyway. At the time, it was like eighty-five percent of uh, GDP was the, the accumulated debt. It's probably quite a bit higher than that now. <clears throat> um, and I then sort of drew a parallel. I, I, I don't want, then the third factor is technology, which isn't actually 
a negative. It's just an ex it's um, it's an ex it's an accelerator. It's a multiplier. Technology just takes everything that's going on and makes it happen faster and more strongly. And I said, this is all going to end in tears. The real issue is, is it also going to end in blood and sweat? And I don't think I have any modern prophetic tendencies. Um, but what's interesting is when I preached this sermon, it was April of 2016. Guess what happened two months later? Brexit referendum. And then four or five months after that was Trump. Um, and the world has basically been spiraling. It, it feels like it's spiraling downward, becoming more and more turbulent, negatively turbulent ever since. And I guess I'm mentioning this because it is this weekend. Uh, this is August 29th and I'm recording this. And this weekend will mark two months before the currently scheduled Brexit date. In that same sermon that I, I gave, I, um, I actually included a clip from uh, the film V for Vendetta, uh, which is very worthwhile. Well, the clip is certainly worthwhile watching, but the whole film is it's, it's very entertaining. It's, it's slightly dated now, but not much. Um, all the actors you'll notice are a lot younger than they are now. <clears throat> but they're, you know, V for Vendetta, if you haven't seen it, uh, the UK is a effectively a one-party state, uh, the Conservative Party, interestingly, mm. um, and effectively run by a Conservative Party dictator. Uh, and life is full of censorship. Well, no, there's there's very little personal freedom. Um, everybody is just sort of keeping their nose to the grindstone, trying not to make anybody mad. Um, and you have, there have been some, this has all come about as a result of some biological attacks that killed so many people and the government decided, right, enough democracy, we can't afford this anymore. The only way to, to make, 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 keep everybody safe. When in fact, in fact, this was all orchestrated by the very conservative party dictatorship that was in power. Now that fact isn't known. And there's one particular clip in the film that is, I think, the most poignant thing you can watch today, or one of the most poignant things you can watch today. And it's when the chief inspector suddenly begins to realize that there's more, there's, there's more going on. And he starts to look back, he starts to question his own assumptions, all the facts that he, he's been given, as declared as facts anyway, and say, hang on a minute, there's something else afoot here. And he begins to wonder if those who appear to be innocent are really so innocent. And he asks the question, I'll, I'll include a, um, a link to this clip um, at the, in the, um, 
the notes for this this video. He asked the question: if, if, if you knew, if you thought that the worst atrocities in this country's history were actually the responsibility, were actually caused by our very own government, the people we work for, would you know? Then he, he, the question is: Would you really want to know? Or would you rather go on living in blissful ignorance? <clears throat> There's another film that I highly recommend you watch. Um, it was released by BB, the BBC about four years ago. It's David Starkey, um, historical documentary called Magna Carta, and it was on. It was released on the 800th anniversary of the signing of Magna Carta. Highly recommend you watch it. It's very, very poignant. Um, certainly for today, it's probably there's probably never been a time when it hasn't been poignant. And he basically David Starkey David Starkey basically argues that what happened at Magna Carta wasn't sharing of power. What happened? The, the really important thing was that for the first time ever, the king was under the law. Whereas previously the king was above the law, in a sense was the law. And ever since Magna Carta, kings and those in authority have been desperately trying to get out from under the law and rule and govern as if they were above it. Scary. And he gives lots of examples of in that documentary uh, of how you know ever you know Nixon was the most modern uh, example he gives about the president who tried to govern as if he was above the law and nobody could challenge him and I guess I want to ask you the question because while you know times have changed a bit since V for Vendetta was released would you you know if if you realized, if you began to suspect that maybe some of the terrible things we're reading about, let me put it specifically. And I feel, I, I'm actually a bit reluctant to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm happy to be shot down if necessary. Well, no, actually, I don't want to be shot down. If you... If there was any evidence that the shootings that are going on in the U.S. all too frequently, and elsewhere for that matter, but the U.S. seems to get the lion's share of them, if you had evidence that they might actually be perpetrated and encouraged by the government in the U.S., would you want to know? Or would you rather... Keep your head in the sand. That's a nasty question. If you're like me, you go, no, no. Too, too scary. Now I'll click, stop this video. I'm not, I'm not thinking about this anymore. <clears throat> but you need to think about it. I encourage everybody to Live happy lives. Live, you know, think positively. 
always, you know, think positively, think about, be optimistic, but not 100%. You need to keep a little bit of suspicion for good reason. One of the things that I've read about uh, Richard Branson and I think other, you know, really, really, really successful entrepreneurs is that what made them quite successful is when they were launching a new venture, they would ask, what could go wrong? Is there anything that could go wrong with this venture I'm about to launch? Yeah? How bad? How likely is that? How bad would that be? How likely is it to happen? Very likely? Well, we ain't going to do it then. Calculated risks, I think they call it. And I guess that's sort of the way I'm encouraging you to think about everything that's happening in the world right now is what might be going wrong here that's deeper. You know, don't don't treat the shootings as the the event. Treat them as, as the disease. Treat them as the as the symptoms of the disease. What's the disease? Ever since Magna Carta. Those in power and those being governed, the government and those being governed, have had an uneasy dance, neither trusting the other completely, ever. That's still true today. So would you rather, would you really want to know? Or would you rather live in blissful ignorance? Most people prefer the blissful ignorance, which of course is precisely how those in power like it. The interesting thing about this, this um, documentary, The Family, that's just been released on, uh, uh, on Netflix, uh, the, 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 the chap who gets mentioned the most in there is uh, Doug Coe. And I think actually he was very, very well-intentioned, if I read correctly, I think he was well-intentioned. But one thing he does say is, the more invisible you are, the more influence you can wield. You basically want to stay out of sight and make sure that nobody even knows you exist. And that's when you're powerful. That's when you can wield the most power. Now, I, I think he did operate that way, and I think he did it with the best of intentions. But not everybody who's invisible does. So, just, I'll leave that with you. And by the way, there's every reason to believe that when I, you know, those in power like being invisible and like you living in blissful ignorance, there's every reason to believe that those people in power include the owners of the social media, social media platform that you're watching this on currently. 